If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So you think you're good at PUBG Mobile? The guy's on the right, so he sees him. You think you're good at PUBG Mobile? Watch, oh, they're going to go. Same time. Great teamwork there from the Bushka. You think you're good at PUBG Mobile? Sure. I, I bet. Whatever you say. Drop in. Drop in. Drop in. The Chipotle Challenger Series. Let's see what you've got. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you've got. And here we are. Welcome, everyone, to Slightly Something Else. We are very well organized. My name's Yahtzee Croshaw. And my name's Jack Packard. I'm going to say 80% organized, Yahtzee. Okay. You know, people like that scrappy charm. <laughs> but yes, this week, as you might have noticed from the title of the uh, live stream, is uh, we are talking about time loops in games, mm. which was first done, some hopeless pedant might correct us, but it was first done by Zelda Majora's Mask way back on N64, but I've been noticing a curious trend for it that's emerged recently. Have you also observed this, Jack? I, I don't know if I'd call it a trend. Uh, what's What do you call like a pre-trend? I've noticed a, a couple key games, both in the Ooh. AAA and indie sphere. I'd say indie started it. Mm. they've been doing it for a while yeah uh, i want to say first time i noticed it was in a game called the sexy brutal <laughs> all right which is an isometric game we have to prevent people from being killed throughout the course of a day where they keep getting picked off at a society party mm. and uh but other notable titles in the genre include elsinore where you have to like change the events of the play hamlet <laughs> very uh, fun most recently last week i played a game called the forgotten city which is about a time loop. actually that was a former skyrim mod that was now a standalone game oh really yeah it's interesting fact well, like there's that. a couple of upcoming games including 12 minutes and death loop mm. and perhaps most notably the outer wilds which our own escapist team was streaming just yesterday that is true um i'm gonna add to that one of my personal favorites uh, um minute Ah, yes. The indie game Minute, which I adore wholly. Are we counting things like Returnal? Well, here's the thing. When I think of time loop games, I think of games uh, where the world you're in has a schedule independent of what the player does. Okay. So, like in Majora's Masks, people go about their day, people do their thing, and there are certain times at certain days where if you're in the right place at the right time, you can change things or correct things or make things happen differently. Okay. But uh, the, basically the game unfolds without you needing to observe it. So we're not, we're not lumping in kind of like the roguelike, roguelite. I feel like you can genre. lump in a lot of games if you start lumping those in. Right. You can argue Dark Souls is a time loop game. <laughs> it's, it's certainly <laughs> recursive. Aha! But the time loops have been emerging in what I would say is the adventure genre as it is now. Okay. It's a, it's 
emerging a lot in sort of detective puzzle style games. But I'd be interested to hear your input. Why do you think that is, Jack? Why do you think it's becoming popular? I think it's a uh, one. Uh, everyone is remembering the the hit '90s movie Groundhog's Day and want to you know bring that into the gaming sphere. Uh, I was there, was there any film about time loops before Groundhog Day? I, if you just say Groundhog Day, everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I it was certainly the the trope namer. When did Run Lola Run come out? Because re- like really, a, yeah, when we're was after Groundhog Day, that was oh, mid '90s, sure. I think. When when we're talking when we're talking gamification of time loops, we are not talking Groundhog Day. We're really talking Run Lola Run, mm. because you know that that one you know the three parts of Run Lola Run are you know what if you're a little early, what if you're a little late, exploring the differences. Groundhog Day does that a little bit. I guess Groundhog Day is a little bit more philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> Groundhog Day explores what would it be like to be someone in that situation. Sure. What, like what would they become whereas yeah run lola run treats more as the uh the sort of pissing about aspect the, what, the if the, what, what if yeah. yeah what if you could uh use this to uh reach, reach an objective because the reason why i think it's become popular is because it's a very natural fit for a sort of adventure investigative game and the reason for that is that investigative games have always been like hamstrung by the problem of not making them like unwinnable. Hmm. So often like adventure games, especially LucasArts adventure games, you, you could never like die in those. So it was very difficult to create a sense of peril. Yeah. You'd just be stuck in a situation until you fixed it. Yes. Yes. I wonder I wonder if the reason that we're seeing them more now is a technological aspect because having an entire world run without the player being there, uh, Yats, I'm going to defer to your expertise here. That must take a significant amount of programming resources. Well, not if you're not rendering it. <laughs> I mean, you can have any amount of like numbers just ticking away in the background as long as you're not like presenting it on screen. Sure, sure. And anyway, like Majora's Mask did it. Uh, um, you know, N sixty four wasn't exactly a powerhouse by modern standards. <laughs> to Shay, I, I don't know. I, I we we talked a little bit about this over um over on the Escapist Movie Podcast when we were talking about. I don't know if you've seen the Andy Sandberg movie Palm Springs. That's the Groundhog Day knockoff, isn't it? It's the Groundhog Day like, which we are uh, in the movie side of things. We're seeing a a slew of Groundhog Day like movies. Uh, yeah, there's that Happy Death Day one as well, wasn't there? Of course, uh, there's uh, Live Die Repeat, uh, aka uh, ooh, what's it called here in the states? I think Live Die Repeat is a much better name, but the Tom Cruise was that the, was that the Tom Cruise one? Yeah, yeah, which is also called like like Murderation or something something stupid like that or it, mm. it has some some name that doesn't necessarily fit with uh the title but someone's gonna say it edge of tomorrow thank you on oh, edge of tomorrow but uh ah, i see because he's literally on the edge of tomorrow yes. but never getting to tomorrow exactly there you go. exactly and so uh something interesting is a lot of these came out during the pandemic while we Mm. were all kind of living the same day over and over again and not wanting to reach out too much and not wanting to disturb the the known sameness and so i like it that these video games are exploring 
the safety of the sameness in poking at the edges. Well, a lot of these games came out before the pandemic, oh, of course. Well, sure. I, I'm, I thought maybe some of these came out newer. I think that it might just be a general like fantasy of that comes of living in a horrible world where things are shit. And we could just fix things if we just had the same day over and over and over again. Because <laughs> I think if you have it in like an adventure style investigative game, it means it also means you can be a bit more realistic. I mean, in a game that doesn't have a time loop, characters just sort of stand there until you fix things. But in something like Majora's Mask, characters can have their own schedules. They can move around. They can do. Re- they can act like realistic characters. Yes, go about their own business, and that's frustrating in a game that doesn't have a time loop. Because if you're not like right on the right. Uh, on the ball mm-hmm. you're not getting straight to where you need to be when you need to be then you fuck up but with the time loop it's very easy to uh, sort of remember a sequence of events and uh, have get practiced in what you want to do so so i guess really isn't this just a isn't like the the time loop presentation just a natural evolution from what we know from Mario level 1 1 which is the memorization of patterns i guess because if you look at if you look at super mario brothers level 1 1 those enemies are going to be doing the exact same thing every single time which is why we have speed runs which is why we have people oh, yes, who yes. can play that level blindfolded because they just know when to press the buttons you might be right. The time loop mechanic uh, might just be a logical progression of standard saving and loading mechanics mm-hmm. and the desire to sort of work those into context. Correct. And and so, like, it's it's the same sort of exploration of, of uh, mastering a world or mastering a level, but now you're mastering a bigger level, I guess, time. It allows you to master the skills you need and have a sort of sense of like uh, ticking clock urgency, but without there actually being urgency. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, Acquizzer over in chat. No, I am not arguing that Super Mario Brothers is a time loop game. Just that that was a like a grandfather of the idea of a time loop game. If you, yeah, if you, if well, you. And it, any game is by that argument. <laughs> like the same levels are all the same. Right. Right. I, I think like if if we were to look at something like The Outer Wilds, which is, you know, mm. a very popular indie time loop game, which I couldn't quite get into. I really wanted to like it. I liked a lot of the mechanics in The Outer Wilds. Loved flying around, loved being in my spaceship and flying around, loved exploring, but for me I never hit that point where I grasped onto the greater story. I never figured anything out and nothing hooked me. I, I, yeah, it doesn't spell things out. You're supposed to infer a lot in that game. Yeah. Every, every time I play Out of Wilds, I can never get through it. Because I play it for a while and I think, yeah, this is great. It, I love the time loop mechanics. I love the whole concept. Mm-hmm. I love the atmosphere. But then like a few loops in, I'm like, where do I go now? I mean, I went to this one place, and I maybe there was another place to find there, but I got like I like fell off a ledge and died last time, and I forgot where I was. So now I have to find out where I was back then before like everything gets flooded with sand. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it might err a little too on the side of obtuse for yeah. for my tastes. I uh, that's not a slight against the game angry chatters who are about to yell at me for not liking the outer wilds a game 
a time loop game I got more into was uh, the Forgotten City, the more the most recent one, okay. the Skyrim mod one. Mm-hmm. But I think that game suffers because you keep your entire inventory from loop to loop. Oh, so, yeah. So instead of like having to do the sequence of events that gets you the key to this such and such building, you ha- you just have the key at yeah. the start of the next loop, and you just go straight there. And there's a couple of puzzles in that game based around like needing to pay people like big sums of money. Yeah. If you just keep playing, you inevitably have a massive <laughs> sum of money because you just keep picking up the same like caches of money in every loop. Mm-hmm. So you've got like temporally cloned coins, which is going to crash any economy. Honestly, no. And I, I think that's what I liked most about how Minute did it is they, you know, like you were able to kind of like uh, get shortcuts unlocked a la Dark Souls. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, you still had to do all of the same things. You still had to go to point A, to point B, to point C, but now there's a faster way to do that, to accomplish it within that 60 seconds. That's kind of what I like about the, the time loop thing. Mm-hmm. Having to, like, um, f- sort of like speedrunning, you know, figuring out the optimal way of doing things mm-hmm. and trying to shave off a bit more time each day so you can get a bit more done. Absolutely. I, I should point out, by the way, uh, that that is toffee on your lap, the way we are live streaming this. Um, people like people just saw your hand in uh, what might have been like a popcorn dish, and so, oh, okay. <laughs> so there, yeah. Now people can see. Um, toffee's back in the cone. Toffee's in the cone, and I just before anyone else noticed it because I'm noticing it. Your your hand in the popcorn dish. Okay. Mm. All right. So so like what we're talking about here is is mastery of of a level of a world is, is doing the same thing over and over again, remembering where people were in relation to what in order to master that. But then also instead of evolving as a character, you evolve or or this world evolves as you explore the different parts at different times. Right. So it's a, a bit of an inverse of game mechanics. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to explore everything. Without uh, missing out, there's sort of like a larger scale of that in a game like Dead Rising, okay, where you can you can restart at any time with all your, like your skills. In other words, like all the all the practice and knowledge you've acquired, yeah. but without all the physical like tools, mm-hmm. and that's uh, it's kind of cathartic, really. Like you start off confused as fuck, and then a few like loops later, you just go right up to a guy and say, "Yeah, you're going to betray me. I'm going to." punch you in the face and they go <laughs> how did you know and it just feels good you know you do a lot of that in forgotten city you can say piss off asshole you're going to you're going to cheat me yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and i think like that's that's all that's that's all part of it i i do think these are just kind of logical steps from mastery of jumping on platforms or mastery of a difficult combat system but it is a neat game mechanic it's mastery of the unknown dimension the fourth dimension yeah it is it's interesting that it's um sort of detective games that have really latched onto it sort of adventure games puzzle figury out puzzly adventure detective stuff sure i'm trying to um I I actually had an idea of a time loop game that I had in the back of my mind for a long time, but no, I can't make it because everyone's doing it and I'm a bit pissed off, I am. <laughs> my idea was you're in a time loop and you're in like a hotel mm-hmm. and someone's in like a magic ritual around the hotel, which is activated by a, a human sacrifice. So you know at some point in the day someone's going to get killed 
to activate the time loop. Okay. So you have to figure out before it happens. And in order to like investigate the scenario, all you have is your, you, you have no physical possessions. Your, all you have is your wit and your charm and your knowledge of people. So it's basically, it's a con man game. Ooh, I like and when it. You talk to, when you talk, every time you talk to a character, you only, each time you start the loop, you make a new first impression on them. So when you're making that first impression, you get to decide who you're going to be when you talk to that person. Are you like the clueless detective who you were on the first loop? Or are you debt collector man who has come to collect on the debt you happen to know this character owes? <laughs> Ooh, and so you can spend your day investigating that person to know exactly how you want to interact with them. So when it loops again, you can come yeah. in hot and fresh. It's like that bit in Groundhog Day where... Bill Murray uses all the knowledge of the townsfolk to prove that he's going through a time loop to Andy McDowell. Or, or he uses all of his powers of the time loop to, um, you know, get into ladies' pants. That's what you can do in a time loop game. You could just take a loop off. Who cares? Let's just fuck about, play mini games. Let's put a <laughs> Mega Man robot mask on our head and, like, plow through zombies with a katana or a lawnmower. <laughs> Who cares? We can do that. We can just start again and no one's the wiser. That's that's very, very true. That's very true. That that does like that's very reminiscent. I, I know like uh you know, we've already said things like Dark Souls is not a time loop game, but that's always my favorite part of like just cashing in all of my souls. Is like, all right, I'm just gonna fuck around now. I don't have anything to lose. Like let's just let's just have some fun with this. Yeah, like when you when you saved your game in something like Fallout 76 yeah. <laughs> or Fallout uh, New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I said, right, I've saved the game. Tomorrow I'll start from there. Now, for the next half hour before I go to bed, we'd let's just piss about. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to murder everyone I can. I'm going to make a ton of enemies and none of it will matter. Yeah, I, just, just to see what happens. Actually, I do wonder how much like that idea of like save scum has played on people's idea of of the time loop game now that i think about that because yeah there's there's definitely uh, many you know bethesda games where it's like okay i'm gonna save here because i really like where i am and I, if i make a bad decision i'm just gonna hop right back to that save state you know like you you label your saves oh that could be a fun mechanic i mean do you ever like have a fantasy about what you do if you were in a groundhog day situation uh I would pr I would probably be very similar to what uh, what Andy Sandberg does in Palm Springs, which is just f around. Like I would just I would be very lazy about it. I had, I had a weird thought with my creative author brain. I was exploring a scenario in my head. I don't think there's a story in it, uh -huh. but I was thinking, what if like when you die, you instantly go back in time to like the point in your life that was like the most pivotal moment in your life. And and you have all your knowledge that you acquired in the meantime. Ooh. And then you and then it's like new game plus for your life. <laughs> and you have to see what happens if you take different decisions. Mm, how would so does everyone has this have this power or just your protagonist in your in your writer brain? I want to say it's it's whoever is perceiving the universe. Mm -hmm. So no one else in it doesn't happen to anyone else in the world because you know you are the only one in your perspective. It's like you know the um, quantum suicide theory. Oh, 
that says if you are the one perceiving the universe you will never die because then the universe would cease to exist <laughs> fair 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 i like it i uh oh hold on oh it's six uh, nope goodbye goodbye thought it left it left bye. my brain bye thought Let's catch you Hope to meet you around the end of the loop, perhaps. <laughs> I think, like, in that specific scenario, the the question for me is, I, I think what would be the most interesting is what the universe perceives as the most pivotal d- point in your life. Well, that was the conclusion I, like, came to. If you, this was happening to you and no one told you what was going on, yeah. you'd, want, you'd think, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be, like, living the most fulfilling life? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be, like living like my longest possible life right am i supposed to find a true happiness or is this just my life for infinity now (laughs) i feel like a few loops down the line you'd probably go quite mad yes or what would be even more interesting is let's say you know you you if if this is the movie right if this is the rom-com if this is the the easy rom-com, you go back to the point in which you you broke up with the girl that you loved or whatnot, right? And so then the time yeah. loop is like, oh, can we get back to that point? But then if you fix it, the movie's not over yet, and you die later on, and you come back to a different pivotal point in your life. And so there's a bunch of different pivotal points. That's where mm. it could get very interesting because, you know, it's not there's never just one big decision that makes your life. It's a series of decisions. Mm. I think there's mm-hmm. usually like at least a period in your life that was the most pivotal. Like for me, I would say it was just after zero punctuation went viral mm-hmm. and the world was lying at my feet. <laughs> what if what if I'd actually gotten that job at Valve Ooh. in 2008? Sure. What if I hadn't chickened out? And what if I didn't get caught in my comfort zone and ended up making zero punctuation for 15 years? Cool. It's a stable life. Dare I say a happy one. <laughs> but what if, I take, what if I'd taken more risks? Ooh, what if? What if? Dare I and say it, a happy one. <laughs> and, is it, and is a comfortable life a fulfilling life? Mm. Would it be more fulfilling to like uh, become homeless and drift around the world and fight as a mercenary in Indonesia and have a very difficult but very fulfilling life mm. oh so many so many questions here yachts i err on the side of comfort if i'm if i'm having a good time nothing else matters ah but if you'd like died and gone back to the start of the loop mm-hmm. after having several have lived a comfortable life you might be in the mood for a change Ooh. and hey since death no longer has consequence it seems you might be more inclined <laughs> to getting hurt in horrible ways Ooh. <laughs> That's always my 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 uh, my favorite part of the of the narrative of the time loop is the protagonist starts you know the murder montage. Yeah, just it's like killing themselves. Yep. Yeah, might as well just see what it's like. See what happens. Just see what happens. But let's let's uh, real because uh, first of all, I love it that we went way out there. But let's reel it back to video games for a moment here, for just a gosh darn moment. Um, as, as the time loop is concerned, what I, what I would like to see is actually a time loop with more mechanics. I'm thinking of, wouldn't it be brilliant if we had a Groundhog's Day game in which you could not beat the game until you figured out everything that you had to do in the day, you know, say like, like, uh, 
at the end of the day, it tells you like eight people died today. And and it's like the plot of the game is saving those eight people's lives, and you need to figure out how to do that within an hour. Hey, I got a great news. What? That's the sexy brutal. Go play the sexy brutal. The sexy brutal. Yeah, it's isometric though. What you're talking about? This kind of feels like just a hitman speed run. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's another good one. You seen you seen speed runs of hitman levels? They just like walk six yards in and then shoot a pixel that's like nine hundred million yards away. <laughs> And then the game goes, you win. Right, off we go. Because that pixel contained the, the rope that makes a chandelier fall down. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it would end up as, your time loop Groundhog Day assassination but, game. Like, I, I would love that. I, w- I would love a, uh, an inverse hitman where, you know, like as you're walking in, you see, you, you're, you're walking down an alley and you see some mattresses left out for the garbage. And you know you need to take that mattress and pull it to this exact spot because that's where someone uh, falls off of a ladder, right? Well, I got to say, functionally, it just feels the same as hitman. It's just you're saving people and not killing them. That's, I'm saying let's save let's let's do that. Let's let's be positive and happy okay. instead of murder. Okay. Okay. It'll play exactly the same as a Hitman game, really, but um, I like Hitman games. They're fun. They're, right. they're fun and interesting. But nobody has to die. Uh, so many video games, Yahtzee, use the language of violence to tell their story and I'm offering an alternative. You know, it'd be fun if you took um, like a Friday the 13th style game where you play as Jason mm. and your objective is to create the perfect like sequence of kills. And you did that with a time loop thing. So you know exactly where to put the trap, know exactly what piece of wall to punch through just to grab someone by the <laughs> neck. I mean, I, I literally just said, let's let's do this without violence. But I mean, you're absolutely right. That would be a lot of fun. Hmm. You would be because because what we're talking about is essentially uh, like practicing your skills so much. It, it's choreography. You are learn you are learning how to choreograph your movements. Ooh, yes. And I guess now we're talking about it is basically just the same as savings and loading over and over again, except you know acknowledged by the context of the plot. Yes. I guess that's why like the, the plot heavy games have embraced it because you know it really only means anything in a plot heavy game if it's acknowledged by the plot. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's 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 another level of theming because obviously we all know the we all know that in video games you don't really die you just get better and better and you get better through repetition but they're using that as a thematic element in the story. Oh, there's a thought. Rot hope just posts in block capitals what if there's someone else who knows about the time looping someone else in the game in the plot who maybe he like they're observing you and you don't know who they are but things happen differently from loop to loop because of this one person who's who's like uh, getting in the way of the things you're doing you start to figure out what your usual pattern is i like and then you have to then by observing people you have to figure out what other person is the one who also knows about the time loop? Ooh, now we're getting into now we're getting into heavy Palm Springs territory. Which, by the way, if you if you guys haven't seen Palm Springs yet, I really recommend it. Now, because and and you wouldn't be able to, you can't have that person come in immediately. You need to wait until the player is so comfortable with the time loop, and then oop, something changes. Mm. Something. Wait a minute, something's different. Actually, that that happens in Forgotten City. Actually, there's there's a character without wishing to spoil, mm-hmm. 
who's also aware of the time loop but is pretending oh because they're trying to trick you Ooh. they turn out to be like the main villain but you don't know who it is oh i like that oh and as uh zachary pearson points out uh we're forgetting the wonderful netflix series russian doll which no it it's it's another groundhog's day like very good very very good well, I suppose I could have inferred that. <laughs> it's a Groundhog's Day like, but much like uh, Palm Springs, uh, there are a couple people involved in the time loop. Morphball in the chat asks if time loop games have to be smaller in scope. And I would say um, probably, but you can, but it sort of works for them because you can put so much detail into the loop if it's a small in scope mm. you can concentrate on every last little movement of that every character makes and I mean, forgotten city's only got like 20 characters in it <laughs> you can actually like keep track of it in your head i would say that that's uh, as we kind of alluded to but that is a, a problem that i have with the outer wilds is it's too large well there you go where it's hard, like like you said, you you start exploring this, you know, one asteroid. You, you literally, you're literally exploring the cosmos in that game. You have an entire cosmos to explore in 20 minutes. Right, and then you go to an asteroid and you fall down a thing and then you go to a teleporter which takes you to another place and then the time loop starts over again and you forget how you got to where you were and you wanted to get there again. And that's a yeah. detriment to the Outer Wilds, whereas something like, like Minute... Uh, it's you know because one it's a 2d world and it's a small world you remember every little part of it and the fact that it's just a minute keeps the pace up i imagine mm-hmm. well, I, well i don't need to imagine because i've played it <laughs> never finished it though oh you never finished it no oh, it's a it's a it's got a strong ending it has a okay. a shockingly strong um, en- ending for a game with such a gimmick but but yeah, I, I think the that's that's an issue is the larger your world, the more opportunities you have for pacing problems. Mm. And especially if you if your players are going through the same loop over and over and over again, not getting, you know, a different place to start their game, you that's going to be a huge issue for a longer game. Hmm. Uh, so in conclusion, time loops are becoming a thing. Jack would like to see one where you do nice things for people. I, I would. I would like to see. I would like to see a positivity-filled time loop game. It's got to be something like that somewhere. Maybe some Japanese game. How many people can you help? <laughs> That's what I want. Actually, actually, I was looking up games with time loops the other day on Wikipedia, and they, there was one like Japanese game on the PS2 that sounds like what you're talking mm. about. Games with time loops. Look it up. Look it up. Yes, I think it was called Indonesia. You are a fifth grade boy who is accidentally warped to a fictional island. You must communicate with the island's 50 sealed gods in order to return home. Oh. There's day-night cycles and the island is stuck in a 10-day time loop. Oh. And there's this... hmm. Don't really know much about the game from that. Nope. Description. But it sounds... it, It looks like like a cheerful, cartoony, like sort of game uh it it scored a 32 out of a 40 oh that's for mitsu magazine they score everything huh? oh okay but only uh, sold under ten thousand copies that's the japanese industry for you i oh. suppose that's a one flooded market 
the Japanese video game industry. Well, there you go. Especially in, especially on the PS2. PS2 was uh, very friendly to third-party development. Uh, there was a lot of trash came out of that. <laughs> oh well, and this is Japanese only. I don't, so I don't know if I'd be able to play it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. And unless yes, and- someone has a fan translation of a very unpopular game. <laughs> Yes, and as Pacific Blue notes, all games have a timely mechanic. It's called New Game. And, you know, AAA, like developers or like sub-tip AAA, are starting to look into it because what is AAA innovation if not ripping off the indies? Ooh, well. So we'll see what they do with it in the new ones. 12 minutes and Death Loop. Mm. 12 minutes got like big name actors in, apparently. Mm, but apparently it's got, it's got Daisy Ridley. What? Yeah, it has it has Ray Skywalker in it. Wow. Yes, who also best known for her role as that was the joke. Silence yeah. was the joke. <laughs> no, calling out the joke was the joke. Uh, well, and and really, like to to button everything up here, the real the real point of the time loop mechanic is thematically is Mm. people trying to marry gameplay to story which should be seen as a positive thing they're using video game mechanics to help tell the story i think that's a good way of putting it it's a natural way of marrying gameplay to story Mm. and that's why people are latching onto it so much yes super chat time super chat scavenger gives five us dollars to say classic time loops, Star Trek TNG Series Five Episode Eighteen Cause and Effect mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety two. Beautiful episode. Was that be- was that before Groundhog Day? Nineteen ninety two, did they say? Quickly, quickly. Yes, Groundhog Day was a nineteen ninety three film. Oh, oh, well, that would have been in production during that then. Still, Star Trek wouldn't have known about it. Star Trek. So Star Trek beat out Groundhog's Day for time loop. All right, hold on for a second here. Good on you, Star Trek. Uh, he also says, The Worm Ouroboros in 1922 or The Defense of Duffer's Drift in 1904. I'm aware of The Defense of Duffer's Drift. I don't know if you that's like a time loop in like the Groundhog Day sense. Mm. I think that's just a story about someone imagining all the ways his battle plan could go wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's a slew of movies that i'm seeing before groundhog day that i've never heard of well i guess groundhog day just mainstreamed it yeah there's a few animes it looks like or there's an anime yuresi yatsura 2 beautiful dreamer and it's got a like all anime it has a completely meaningless title yes that's a short film so that doesn't count Ooh, there's a actually yeah, there's a Russian film here. Okay, interesting, interesting. Hmm. Uh, Dylan Kuntz, who we always love to see in the chat. Mm-hmm. I'm always happy to see a big fat cunt in the chat. Uh, gave us four ninety nine US to say I think people like the time loop game because it stimulates both the starting something new and playing something familiar parts of our brains. Mm. Well, that was my point that there's a, there's a strong element of catharsis to it. Absolutely. You can really mess with the heads of the NPCs and imagine how bewildered they are and laugh. 
Or it's like it's it's that new game plus mode where, you know, you have all your gear, you have all of your levels and you go up to that first enemy that caused you so much pain your first pay- playthrough 40 hours ago and rip them to shreds. Remember me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Dylan Cunz then gives us another 499 to say, also glad to be able to catch these live again. Missed the last few. Enjoy both your works, guys, but I'm really here for Toffee. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah, he's been uh, ramping up the having to stay close to me since we put the cone back on. Mm. He was like starting to like get used to just lying on the couch without me needing to be around 24-7. Now I put the cone back on. Now he insists on putting his you, head on my lap you, in, all the time. In his in his uh, mind, you have punished him for not snuggling you. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> yes, and we punish him by putting on the non-snuggle device. Mm. Well, there you go. There you it was go. just the, it was really just the bum licking toffee. Yeah, no, and I, I, I really just wanted to put the kibosh on the bum licking before you can see the vent. Chat, I see that you're mentioning 1983's "The Girl Who Leapt Through Time," which which is a, a movie, but it's a movie about a girl who accidentally gains the ability to time travel, uh, going to different past events so it's not a time it causes time loops but it's about so that person is going to different times so it's not just a loop it's not one yes. loop. it's a l- little bit different not, it's not the same right whereas Yurisi yatsura Two beautiful dreamer is about someone reliving the same day over and over and over again that's from 1984 which i now i'm gonna have to watch that huh i guess you will I guess I uh, Cap198462 gives two ninety nine US dollars to say a bribe for you to wish me a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cap198462. For two ninety nine? Yeah, okay. Happy birthday. I get, I'm assuming you were born in 1984, but I'm lost on the 62 part. Hmm. Just some numbers. Scavenger <laughs> comes in again to give $10. <laughs> To say, I recall it said time travel makes things worse, but if time loops work, are they best as a mechanic, as in Minute Majora's Mask of Ghosts and Goblins, or a story structure, as in Seventh Guest and Bioshock Infinite? Well, we're talking about it as a mechanic, specifically. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how it works, how it is an interesting way to work mechanics into storytelling. So it's a bit of both for me. That's when it's done best. That's the yes. one thing Yahtzee and I can always agree on is when mechanics and story are themed together, everyone's happy. Arcane Knight gives $10 to say, Games like Five Nights at Freddy's and Undertale seem to have launched a trend in games that have cryptic and creepy hidden lore. Do you think this adds to the game or is it only there to keep attention on it? I think you'd, what I'd say is that sort of thing is a nice bonus for people who are really into it. But you have to have something that gets them into it first. And and I would hesitate to say that such recent games started that trend. Some, you know, like if you're talking about creepy lore or just like obsessive lore, like nerds have been debating the Zelda timeline since 1990. Mm. You know. Uh, yeah. 
Lincoln, Gannon, and Princess Zelda keep being reincarnated. <laughs> right. I think, you know, they... Shit like that. Yeah, a lot of people really like those games and have obsessed over the lore. So I don't know... I don't know if I would say that they popularize it. I think obsessing over lore is something people have been doing since the original Star Trek. So, <laughs> so... I just need to re uh, refresh my page of super chat. If you could Still refresh your page, bunch in. Uh, Ken Gami gives five euros to say, "Loving the escapists, keep up the great work." That said, time loops are bollocks. What I demand, I demand adventure and euphoria, not rinse and repeat chasing groundhogs. Well, maybe you're playing the wrong time loop games, there, Ken Gami. Mm. Maybe maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you just want to like shoot monsters with guns, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I like the the challenge of trying to re- remember the right sequence of events. I suppose. Again, we're we're talking about when it's done well, right? Sorry, I, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was clicking buttons to see where I could stream Uresa Yetur Two Beautiful Dreamer, and an ad popped up, and I was really worried that it was going to make a really loud noise, uh, and so that that was me like ah. Uh, for full context, anyone who's just listening to this and not watching this, and sorry about that explanation. Uh, we're, we're talking about of when it's done well. And like Yahtzee has been saying, it's really about learning from your past mistakes and getting better, not through gear and not through leveling up, but just through practice, which is what, what we talk about when we talk about Dark Souls all the time. Like that's that's the essence of the time loop. It's it's getting good. That is the essence of the time loop. What is Groundhog Day if not the adventure of a man getting good? <laughs> oh, get that on a pull quote. <laughs> Andrew Viverito gives five US dollars to say, any plans to check out Baba is You? Indie game with a fun coding-esque mechanic seems up your alley. I have played that. I usually stop after a while into it because the puzzles get a bit too obscure. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Yep. Sorry. Um, a, 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 ditto. A, a delightfully fun game until you hit a certain point in which it's, as far as my brain is concerned, impossible. So, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, just hit a wall. Yeah. Just hit a wall of intelligence. It's called the, the Peter Principle. Oh, is it? No. Oh. <laughs> Ethan Gutman gives five US dollars. To, the Peter Principle's a different thing. Never mind. Ethan Gutman gives five US dollars to say, does something like Undertale count as a time loop game since save reloads are an in-universe event as well as a gameplay feature? Well, as I said earlier, my definition of the time loop game by our definitions that we're using here are games where the world has its own schedule mm. and does things not necessarily in response to the player's like input. Yes. So not really. I I agree with you. I could I could see like a like a, a gray area argument, but definitely a, a a no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Undertale does its own thing when you're not looking at it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's all it's entirely based around the player's actions. Brody Schmitz gives five US dollars to say, "Yups, I'm about to try my hand at making a game. What ideas or game mechanics do I need to nail down before I start working on it?" Well. I'm sure everyone who watches Dev Diary regularly could join in with me here. But what you need to do is... Concentrate on the, the primary, primary loop. Gameplay loop. <laughs> we fucked that up. 
we've said the same thing though kind of so yeah. that's good Yes, focus on the primary gameplay loop. Figure out what the player's doing on a moment-to-moment basis. Make that fun. Mm-hmm. And then all things can be considered after that. Right. And I, I don't know if we talked... Th- we might have talked about this last week during your post-ZP stream, but don't get into the preparation uh, loop. The preparation suck where you are pre- you spend all of your time preparing to do a thing and never actually make something. Just start making something. Uh, that's the best mm. way to start. Because if you if you spend all of your time like oh I got it I have to learn this before I can code I have to you know, oh maybe I should uh, research this before I can code I should I should really do this before I can code then you never end up making anything. Yeah, I find it's a fun way to learn how to code to already have an idea in mind for a game. Mm-hmm. And just uh, go to the help file every time you hit a wall. Hmm. That's how I learned Game Maker Studio. Just start making like, I want to make, I got an idea, I'm going to make it. And now I'm just going to figure it out one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Start making. Stop planning. Start making. Go. The, the best time to start is yesterday. The second best is today. Dang. You know who said that? Barack Me, Obama. just then. No. <laughs> oh, we. We had a similar joke. That was great. <laughs> Yahtzee, uh-huh. it, what is Yahtzee but the Barack Obama of Escapist magazine? You know, I've often said that. Uh, uh, Hibiki the Ink Fox gives five US dollars to say, I think time loops resonate with people's desire to be in control, but a good time loop for me shows us how little control we actually have. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the end of second act twist, isn't it? Mm. That's when you introduce the character who also is aware of the time loop. And you realize that you have been fooled this whole time. Yep. You're not you're not the special. You're not the hero. You're not the the only one with superpowers. That's every Marvel movie, isn't it? Yeah. It's the dude with the same powers. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it's a straight fight. We've had our cathartic end of the first act of, of discovering our powers. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to start putting you in your place cocky spider-man it's almost like there's a rigid structure to most movies <laughs> that can marvel movies in particular that can be right, easily today. charted yes yeah what's the villain this time the dude spreading gas or the dude who's the evil version of you what about what if it's spider-man then it's both yeah <laughs> he's spreading evil gas because he's the evil version of you Okay, where were we? Uh, SVS Guru 2000 gives five euros, but no message. Oh, well, we appreciate the support. Oh, he gives another message later. I guess he couldn't, didn't figure out the interface. Oh, okay. That guy you know gives five US dollars to say you really should watch Urusei Yatsura Too Beautiful Dreamer because it was a middle movie made for the excuse of glorious visuals. AKA anime. middle movie so it was like the the second in a trilogy was it oh oh i guess it is two i i assumed that was a typo and they meant to say middling movie like it was an it's an okay movie but it has beautiful visuals oh uh, but you might well, that was was it a sequel or something it's it's called it yurasai yurtsuri 2 well does the internet indicate if there was a Eurasia Yatsura one? <laughs> a Eurasia Yatsura three, dare we dream? All right. Is a, it's a Japanese anime fantasy comedy. 
it's the second film in the Yurisai Yatsuri film series based on a manga of the same name. Let's see okay, here. So why, why start with two then? No, it's the second. It It is the second film of the series. Okay. So the first film wasn't about a time loop? Apparently not. Okay then. Hold on, I'm going I'm now I'm, oh, we're down a Wikipedia hole now. <laughs> we're down a Wikipedia hole now. We okay. So the first one, Yurisai Yutsurare Only You was released in 1983. Uh 6-year-old Atsura steps on Ellie's shadow during an impromptu game of shadow tag. In Ellie's culture, this is viewed as a marriage proposal. 11 years later, Ellie returns to Earth. Oh, apparently they weren't on Earth to marry Atsuru, which by the okay, no, it's it, it's about a it's like a romance. It's a, about marriage. And well, yeah, we really are going down a rabbit hole now. Wow, wow. What is marriage if not a time loop of complaining about who has to cook dinner? Oh snap! <laughs> Oh, it's on Tubi. Um, it's on Tubi, by the way. <laughs> this is important. What the fuck is, the fuck is Tubi? Tubi, T-U-B-I, uh, is a free streaming uh, service. Uh, and Beautiful Dreamer is free on Tubi. It's the best. Tubi's the best. It has Lego Masters Australia on it, which is the best Lego Masters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so one last super chat, unless another one comes in in the next Unless anyone wants to give a super chat talking about their favorite Tubi shows. Um, (laughs) SVS Guru 2000 again gives five euros to say in Stein's Gate, the pro tag repeatedly travels back in time to stop the death of a loved one. What keeps failing is he does not travel back far enough. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a classic sort of time travel narrative, isn't it? But but again, if if they keep traveling to different times, that is not no. a time loop. That is just time uh, travel, very different. Uh, yeah, uh, very different. We're, we're feeling very pedantic today. I am because I feel like that's like the important aspect to the time loop video game is, as you've mentioned, is is mastery over one segment of time. And you do that over and over and over again. Once you start hopping around, it's no it's no longer about mastery of one segment of time. It's about your ability to hop around. Right. OK, then. OK. The people are saying uh, in the chat. No, Steinsgate is a time loop. Oh, okay. And then I, I might be wrong. I have no idea what Steinsgate is. I'll be honest with you. Okay. I'm go- I'm googling it. Yeah, it says we're loopy for time loops in the title. It doesn't say we're terribly interested in time travel. It's an anime visual. It's is a uh, Steinsgate is a science fiction visual novel game. Uh, it's a it's an anime visual novel game. Well, that's enough to know. <laughs> Visual novels. If it's not Ace Attorney, I don't want to know. Right? Because Ace Attorney, staggeringly, has mechanics and puzzles that you have to solve mm. and it's possible to lose. Yes. Which is why it is a good visual novel. That is why I like it. There's a new one, you know? They've just recently translated. They've just recently translated 
some uh, Ace Attorney games that were previously only Japanese, mm. which uh, which are a prequel set in 1900. Ooh. Starring an ancestor of Phoenix Wright who gets to meet Sherlock Holmes. Mm, I like it. Uh, that was just put out on Steam, actually. Um, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, I think it's called. But yes, I've play- I was playing that, and it reminded me how much I like Ace Attorney games. They're very fun. Yes, they're very fun. I do like. I've I've only played a couple of them, and I did. I I felt like the actual detecting was a little middling. Over, overall, it's, they're very fun. Yes, though. it's occasionally a bit hammer you over the head with the solution. Yes, but it, you know, my read for a good detective puzzle game is that I it has to make me feel clever, mm-hmm. and there are enough times in Phoenix Wright that make me feel clever. Sure, and if it. I mean, I don't feel it's quite as clever because they hammer me over the head with the solution. There is at least a lot of cathartic animation to enjoy <laughs> as your protagonist nails a lying witness to the fucking wall. Objection! And everyone's really expressive and well animated <laughs> and reacting like you hit them with a fish. Agree. Yeah, I know there's a Phoenix... I am aware there is a Phoenix Wright live action movie, Ison. Oh. I will never watch it. Yeah, probably not. Well, I'm about done. Are you about done? I am, but we do have one more super chat. Did we? We did. We got one more in. Oh, oh, so we did. Thank you, Scavenger. Mm-hmm. No more super chats, please. We're gonna have to get lunch at some point. Scavenger gives five dollars to say, "Find one more. What's the best length of time for a time loop? I suspect thirty years is too long. One week, one day. Well, if we're talking video games, I think we've established that." Uh, one minute makes for a nice fast pace. Mm-hmm. And 20 minutes, maybe a bit too long mm. for exploring the cosmos. Yes. I, I, I think it depends on the depends on the game, really. It depends on what sort of pace you want. I think if, if we're talking narratively, anything over a day is too much. You think? I do. I do. Because there's so much to keep track of. <laughs> And so, like, generally, narratively speaking, I think if you go over a day, it it gets weird. Um, and I know, like, they 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 toyed around, like, you know, Groundhog Day. Uh, uh, Bill Murray toys around with that. He says, you know, what happens if you stay up all night? And he says, oh, I still just wake up as if as if I went to sleep. In uh, Palm Springs, they have a little fun with it, and they say, yeah, you, it's just whenever you go to sleep. Whenever you go to sleep. You you pop back up the next day, oh, so you so you can just so you can just stay awake. If if you want to go on a crazy bender, which they do in Palm Springs, and stay awake for three whole days, you can still live out those three whole days. But as soon as you go back to bed, boom. wasn't there a web series based on the premise that you die if you go to sleep? As an like apocalyptic event. Ooh. So the the few survivors who manage to stay awake, like they have to stay awake for the next like five days or something <laughs> in order to figure out how to prevent the how to prevent the plague that's killed everyone else i like it i like it my wife showed me that once hmm. what was what was that I, I don't. it, it might have i think it was a rooster teeth production oh oh yeah scavenger confirms it was a rooster teeth thing okay what was it called again I forget. Okay. Someone will know. Sca- scavenger. What was it called? If if you know, Rooster Teeth made it. Yeah. It was, the premise was that apocalyptic event where if you go to sleep, you die. Mm. Anyone? 
Anyone, you got to be doing it. Um, and well, and I get like to, to wrap up the thought uh, of how long uh, day five it was called. Thank you, scavenger. Day five. Uh, Does that, I think I think it was called that because five days is exactly how long you can live without sleep. Ah, uh, oh, I like it. Um, to to wrap up the thought here of how long a time loop should be. The longer it is, the harder it is to keep your audience's interest. And mm. and because, like I said, there's just so many things to keep track of. And, that, and, and so for a video game, if you have so much content to keep track of, you better make that interesting as hell on our journey through it. In a movie, obviously, you can cut and, you know, speed up time and whatnot, but... I think a yeah. day. A day for a narrative is real nice and easy. It's a natural sequence of events. Wake up, brush your teeth, have lunch, mm-hmm. uh, do your afternoon murders, Beep. Beep. and then go to bed. Yeah. Wake up, brush your teeth, do your murders, go to bed. Easy peasy. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da, what is, indeed. What is sleeping eight hours if not a massive narrative pace killer oh honestly every night and boring well that'll be it thanks everybody for, for coming to slightly something else i was yahtzee croshaw and i was jack packard uh i thought we would end on a bigger joke but we never got there and that's okay uh make sure you can follow us over on twitter i'm at harlack i'm at yahtzee croshaw don't forget uh, there's new membership options on the escapist that's right yahtzee there's all kinds of new shit coming in as there's, there's new merch coming in and if you like if you're a bonus content member you're good in the near future you will have a 15 percent off discount on merch that's correct and if you join us at our new tier uh, the five dollar level i want to say uh you can even do stuff like uh, sit in on monthly state of the escapist meetings with our editor-in-chief nick calandra and help shape the direction of the escapist yes and I must say, and just to reiterate, there's some very handsome merch coming mm, out, including some Adventure is Nice stuff. And yeah, stickers and shirts. And I, I actually, I need to talk to Nick about the shirts because there's several different shirt options and I need to know which one is like the nice shirt. Cause like usually there's like a, an okay shirt, but then like the nice t-shirts and we got to figure out which one of that is. Yes, Nick reminds us the discount is already available for bonus content members. And all that merch is already available. That's right. Check it out. Check out theescapismagazine.com for more details. Absolutely. And thanks for watching and or listening to this. And I'll see you all tomorrow for the post-CP stream at the usual time. (laughs) And bye. Bye, sleepy puppy.